I just wanted to say some short thing, maybe just for a minute or so. That although the sense of being a person is a, a portrait of consciousness, consciousness paints a portrait of itself as being a person, but it must not stay in the energy field of being a person, because the person is always a very cluttered state. Even if the person is a minimalist, if you understand what I mean, even if the the expression of the person is a minimalist, it's a kind of conceptual minimalist. There are other clutters in a minimalist mind. So always the, the sense of the person is is always carrying some kind of weight energetically. When consciousness is just is conscious of consciousness, it's immediately a kind of cleansing, a clearing out. Because a natural state of consciousness is spaciousness, you see. I think this is what is really missing. Perhaps it is the modern sickness that human beings are really suffering from a lack of inner space. We become so loaded with informational knowledge and have such little value for that inner space, that contemplative fragrance, you know. Even more subtle than contemplation, because in the pure state of the what you may call the Buddha mind or the Christ essence or something. It is just a sort of uh, a kind of emptiness. But this emptiness is not a it's not a void. It's not a it's not a blank. It's really full of life. But it's not wearing details. It's not stuck in details. We don't say too much about it because the more you say it becomes start to become something noisy. If we stay just on the surface of that our natural um, state of presence, it is a natural silence, but there's no one being silent. There's emptiness, but there's no one being empty. The one who wants to be empty is coming a bit from the mind and coming at emptiness like it's something that you can do. Nobody can do it. You see, and This is the mistake. In real discovery, an understanding opens up inside, and it, the emptiness is discovered, the space is discovered, not created, not even perfected. No one can perfect it. All these are just ideas from the mind. You are simply discovering. And that is the joy of true discovery, because it's not burdensome. It's not like you are constructing. You have done something. It's somehow, even in just being in satsang, there's a conversation happening. But it's not an argument. It's like a conversing with the beingness is conversing with the beingness about beingness, and it doesn't have to involve any sophisticated concepts. Just, just in your presence, just being present, and allowing somehow what is being shared to 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 guide the attention and the mind back into the source, to recognize the source, and be one with the source. That's all that's happening. 
and the whole forest of noise is burnt. To the logical, only rational or conditioned mind, emptiness is not appealing. Except you know, it may have a concept about emptiness. But pure emptiness is not appealing, you see. So it only has to come to a certain degree of spiritual maturity when we use words like emptiness and it ignites a very powerful inner fragrance. But the sense of the person, more and more we are able to observe and to recognize that, wait, that is another kind of noise from the mind. This is not an idea about who I am. It is not what is. You are what is. What can we say about what is? Well, not very much. It has nothing to say about it. It is pure, pure, perfect being. But there is no essence about being. It is just that, like that. And we are discovering this in a very beautiful way. Sometimes, you know, very, very powerfully, very intensely. But gradually, the metaphor of the ice melting in water is a, is a good one. In your own quiet doing, going about doing, something is being undone at the same time, and not with so much pain. Sometimes, because resistance is there, identification is there, some pain, some struggle is felt, but it doesn't last long. However, when you you say in your heart, yes, yes, um, I don't want to make any contract. I only I only choose freedom. What a power! What a power! When you begin to bargain, everything slows down. But when you feel yes, you know that confidence is there, that trust is there, and it's not entirely a blind trusting, because right there, when something is dropped. It's almost it's replaced with that with that inner conviction is there. It's not you have to wait two or three days. Just that clutter is removed, the space is felt immediately. Very good. When the self image is not loud. It is as though all the senses are functioning, and they are reporting to space. They are not reporting to a person, to a unit. It is like they are reporting to a space. And you can confirm, you can feel, you can see. You search for this identity, who, who really am I? Where, 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 am I? where am I located in this body? Which part of this body is truest me? And nothing is found there, you see. Yet you are inside this body also, but not limited by the body. The beingness has no proportion. The body has size, it has weight, it has got shape. The body does not know the beingness, it is the beingness that knows the body. You see. These things are becoming more and more clear 
And this knowledge is not going to happen in a kind of fragmentary way. Sometimes when we learn things in the world and about the world, it's piecemeal, a little bit of this, a bit of that. But when you recognize in the beingness, there's a universality about what you see. Even if it could be very small, it could be something this is revealed inside the consciousness, but there's a universality about the seeing of this. Have you noticed or not? You see? But when it's seen only from the mind, it just becomes an object. The mind can only perceive this as an object. You see? The beingness doesn't perceive things merely as objects. You see? It perceives them as beingness. It's a huge difference. Then what change is there? Actually, not, not change, only a change, a shift in perspective. If you are looking and yourself is an object, what you will see is object. When you are looking with the awareness that yourself is a subject, what you will perceive is a subject also. If you are being, what you will see is beingness. You see beingness in all different forms, different forms of beingness, not of objects. These are simple things. Huh? There is a kind of knowledge you cannot teach. It is not there to be taught. It is only there to be discovered. It cannot just be taught. You cannot give it, put it in a book. It is an illumination that comes in a very unique way. You see, Out of that ocean, oceanness of oneself, you can perceive uh, everything. I don't know. These might these words might seem misleading because I don't think you're particularly interested in anything. It's not like oh, now I can learn about this. In fact, <coughs> this is just another aspect of the self also. So it doesn't have that. You don't get lost when everything shares in your being. How can you be lost? then the mind can only pull you to another part of yourself. If you are an object, you feel the mind pulls me to somewhere else, because it's somewhere else you don't know, you feel lost. But I can be anywhere else apart from your own being. You, you know this in a way that's not mental, it's not a mental knowledge. It's so obvious, you see. But let's not speak too much about that. <laughs> How amazing that you, you have the total seeing that you don't know any. You, you cannot know anything at all. What is there to really know of such? Like I say, the things lose its particularity. You know, it's just another another form of being. What is there to know even? This is only an exaggerated. You know, imagination. You see, that there are things to know and know more and more and more about it. And it does operate like that on a certain level of consciousness, but how can these words be coming out of something which doesn't know anything? This is a paradox. Then your words are not words. They are not knowledge. They are being. You know, the words are also a being. The breath is being. The body is being. The being is being. 
Yeah, let's not say so much about it. It's enough. Words like this should not be just heard, they have to be felt. They are tasted by the, the tongue of the being who knows them, not just here only. While we are ignorant of the Self, you cannot praise life. You cannot really be grateful. Only when the spiritual eyes open, you can be grateful, you can be joyful, you can be thankful for life. For the chance to, to taste this existence, which is God's painting. When there is appreciation even for the painful, for what it allows you to see. Someone said, I don't know how many days ago, we were talking on Skype, and one man, he was saying, Why did we have? Why do we have to go through all of this? Why do we have to go through all of this? No? Why do we have to go through all of this thing? You know, when it seems so obvious, it's so simple. We could just be in this beautiful space. And I, I said, but you know, in a way, all of this is that also. All of this. Don't look down on all of this. You want to be the perfection, but how would you know it was perfect if you didn't taste imperfection? How would you know anything if you don't know the opposite of it? And all these bitter sweet tastes, all these ups and downs, the toughness, it gives you spiritual grit and maturity. We say like this, oh he said, but you know, why could we just not just be just like this? You, you wouldn't value it, it would have no meaning. Only when the when the perfect appears to be imperfect. Can it become meaningful again to be perfect? There is something like that. And I was telling also, sharing this thing I've done a few times, that as a child growing up in Caribbean, in Jamaica, no? I remember this so distinctly one time, playing on the street with some friends, and these tourists came, American tourists. And they were saying, Oh, you live in paradise, you live in paradise, you live in paradise. You know? And yes, we don't know what paradise is. But you know they meant something beautiful. You can see that they were full of joy. They were enjoying something, and you know politely you say thank you, but you don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but then you travel, I traveled away many years later from 16 years old. I lived in Europe, and five years later, returning home for the first time, arriving into my town as you turn this corner into the open, the open uh, harbor, you know. 
I said, this is paradise. <laughs> this is paradise. How? Because you have a chance to see something different. Then you can appreciate. What is so great that if you everything is perfect, everything is perfect. That's it. Or that something is dipped in the ocean of imperfectness. And then one has to rediscover the perfect. To have all this chance to taste everything. And then to come back to the source of everything. It seemed like this. If you look like this, then you appreciate every part of your life without becoming stuck to anything. One thing I am reminded of with the days of sitting at the feet of Papaji. For me, it was like a sense of living at the cutting edge of existence. Like every satsang was you were at the edge of your seat. Like something is just going to burst open. Sometimes fears come because some part of you feel, I'm not if I'm ready yet. Maybe there's still some unfinished business. I can't say what that is, but like freedom felt and seemed so eminent. Like like it's just going to burst through or something, you know. And it's bit, it was a bit fearful sometimes. Oh my God. Any contradiction inside you became very striking. And if you were postponing, you really knew it. You see? Almost like nowhere else in the world existed. Just this tiny bubble of life. Living with your head at the feet of the Master is living on top of the world. Yeah. I could not stop feeling how blessed and fortunate existence is. That you are called so, so crisply, you know, to this discovery. 
and there's very few places to hide. Because if you're hiding, you know, like you're playing trant. <laughs> you know that somehow you're 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 trying to run. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I could tell you when I'm something is on fire inside me. A kind of a joy fire. And I could tell you trillions of things about the self. <laughs> but if I really had to, I would tell you say yes and plunge inside the ocean of your own being. If I had to give one thing, if I had to give you in capsule form, I'd say yeah. Say yes and plunge into the ocean of being. And don't come back up as a person. <laughs> In a kind of Christian tradition, uh, we have like baptisms. I also took one, and the baptism is really not somebody come and sprinkle water on you. In many uh, churches, they they plunge you in. You did this, and somebody <laughs> inside, and you come up like a like a ship surfacing up to the top of the again. And it was a symbol of like you go in and you die here, and when you come up, you're reborn. You know this is the symbolism. It's a very powerful initiation. So this is also like a plunging in. Let your mind be plunged in inside it. Because almost as you are plunging, something is pulling you in also. This is the, the grace. Okay. You go inside for a bit. <laughs> 